Hey everybody, welcome back to Big Mood. This is episode six and I'm your host, Paul Satchwell. I can't believe that we're over the halfway point. Like we are closing in on episode 10, kind of. And I'm really excited uh, for the next round of guests that I have for this podcast. Real quickly, before we get started, if you haven't already, head over to iTunes and leave me a review. It's kind of turning into a party over there because so many people are loving this podcast or giving me constructive criticism, one of two things. But either way, I would love for you to join that party over in the Apple Podcast app. Today, I'm here with Eli. Hey. Hey, Eli. Eli and I have kind of a traditional teacher-student relationship in the sense that I really met Eli in class, and he's not in drama club. We don't really work together outside of school, but that just goes to show what a great guy Eli is because he's shown me so much character and passion and stuff in class that I was like, Eli would be perfect for this podcast. So I had Eli in mythology, and then now I have him in short stories. And then next semester, I have him in creative writing. And so Eli is going to join the triple threat club of people who have taken all of my classes that they possibly can, which is surprisingly kind of a big club. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. (laughs) Today, Eli and I are going to tackle the topic of faith, which I'm really excited to do because I think like some of the other topics that I have approached on this podcast it can be kind of controversial in certain ways, uh, but it's something that is really important and really meaningful to a lot of people. And so I wanted to hear what faith looks like in high school. So here we go. Eli, before we move into the topic, let me just ask what I ask everyone. What has high school been like for you? I would say it's probably been difficult. Mm -hmm. Dealing with everything freshman year, being a nervous freshman, not knowing where your locker is, where your teacher is, hallway etiquette, walking on the right side of the hallway, (laughs) watching the corners when you go around them. It's just been difficult getting used to everything and just being a high schooler. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like now that you're you're a quarter of the way through your senior year, do you feel like now you've adjusted more and it's gotten easier for you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's everything's, you know where everybody is, you know who everybody is, you know where you're going, what you have to do, and you know what to expect from the year. Yeah, and I remember being a freshman, like, I didn't go to this school, but a similar school, like, how am I going to find my way around? And then by the time you're a senior, you could do it all blindfolded. Like, you're like, how did I ever get lost here? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm really excited to approach this topic with you. So my first question of the day is, when I use that word faith, what does faith mean to you? Faith, to me, is believing in something that's not always visible. And that, that can be applied to so many different things, it's crazy. But to be more specific with it, I would say faith for me is definitely religious faith and the simple mm-hmm. fact of believing in God and his word, that's, that's just what, what it boils down to, that's faith. Okay, awesome. So you would consider yourself a Christian then, just yes. laying it out there for yes. this podcast. Okay, so would I. So <laughs> I think that as we move into this topic, that's an important note to make. Yeah. Um, what would you say, if you're comfortable, what would you say that your personal faith kind of looks like? Like, how does that actually play out? From day-to-day basis? Sure. <clears throat> uh, personal faith to me is just complete devotion to God. Um, I wake up, and I usually, if the days I don't wake up late, that is, uh, <laughs> I try to spend as much time as I can with God in the morning, whether that's talking to him in my head while I'm brushing my teeth, or I'll I'll usually try to just get on my desk, read my Bible for, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes, and I'll journal for a little bit. And then that just, that helps put your whole day 
and perspective as far as what, what you feel like God's calling you to do that day or as far as just a whole attitude shift because you can wake up in a bad mood and you can mm-hmm. be angry about something and then read, read your Bible for five minutes and it completely changes your attitude. It's crazy. Hmm. That's really cool. <clears throat> it's really cool to hear that you journal simply because that's definitely something that I do and wish that I did better. But I think that that's such a powerful way to slow down and let your thoughts out and really focus on the thoughts that matter to you, you know, because like I find that before I've journaled about something, it's, I'm, I'm worried about maybe that, that thing, but then there's also so much else circulating it that I, I kind of attach, this is really kind of confusing. (laughs) I feel like I attach like all those other emotions to that thing that I'm worried about and it gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. But then when I actually journal about it, I'm like, oh, like it's kind of clarified, like it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, yeah. And that's not like, that's, to me, that just helps kind of put your whole perspective of your day in, in, in line. Because most of the time, kind of like what you said is, if you're worried about one thing or if one thing's on your mind and if you don't set that perspective, that's all you're going to think about that entire day. That's going to rule your mind all day. Mm-hmm. And one thing that's, it, like I said, it just helps because you're sitting there thinking about something. So if you're stressed about something and then you read what other people have gone through or just a good, like, I don't a good story. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting there and you're like, wow, this applies to my situation. This is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's just the start of the day. And then some days aren't always easy. And when I, when you get those rough moments, I, whether, I mean, I just get away from everything for a little bit, whether that's lunch or going between here to college classes, I'll just, I'll pray. And mm-hmm. w- that doesn't always have to be verbal. My hands aren't always together and, you know, yeah. I'm on my knees praying, but it's, as long, praying is just simply as talking to God. And that's, that's the key thing to having a good day, in my opinion. And that's a great way to practice and strengthen your faith is talking to God, not only in the morning, not before bed, but all day. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a kind of a, a, a connection and not just like putting your, your prayers out there at the beginning of the day and kind of forgetting about them. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's really cool. Let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your journey. So when did you, when do you really feel like you made your faith your own? I would say probably about the end of my junior year, I would say, okay. was, was when I really felt, I don't know, like I knew what I was doing, that I was strong in my faith and nothing was, nothing was shaking that. So dad, growing up here, I'll, if it's okay, I'm going to show a little, share a little bit of my story with you guys. Duh. So <clears throat> dad growing up, um, it wasn't his fault. He wasn't around all that much. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> Sometimes it was it was kind of difficult keeping things in perspective, and me being the youngest only boy, it was a little difficult finding like my guidance in life. And so a lot of the times I would look to my grandfathers, and then my eighth grade year, my grand one of my grandparents passed away. My grandfather passed away, and then that following summer of my freshman year, the other one passed away. Mm. So in that, and I was always religious before, but in that I was I was just. I was lost, I was so confused, and I, was, I needed some direction. And I was angry with God because I was, I was thinking like, why would you take the one thing that was guiding me away? Mm-hmm. And then I worked, um, I worked, and then I met somebody at work who's like, all right, you need to, they just kept pushing me, they kept pushing me. And eventually I, I listened, 
and then I ended up going to Young Life, and that mm-hmm. definitely that built my faith up so much more. And just experiencing and getting so much closer to God, and then realizing that that one thing I was chasing the whole time was guidance. The only reason that I was disappointed in the end of my grandparents passing away was because he showed me that I was looking to the wrong people for guidance. Mm-hmm. And it was always him that he wanted me to look for instead of going to my grandparents for something is he wanted me to seek him out. And that's one thing that's, and now that's, that's something that's not, that's rock steady. It's not going anywhere. And mm-hmm. I know if I need something, that's who I'm going to. Right. Would you say that, so you have that connection. Would you say that there are people in life who are kind of in that fight with you? Like you, so you're saying, you know, you're not going to go to people, but would you say that there are people in your life who are kind of in this with you? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, to me at least, there's a difference as far as like, so I, I just talked about guidance and I would say there's, there's a difference between like, Hey, I'm trying to like, should I go get these shoes or should I, you know, look, I'm looking at buying this car. Can you, yeah. like, what's your opinion? That's different than like being, I would, I don't really know how to describe it, being lost. Like mm-hmm. I, and with all this going on, I struggled with like depression. And I would say that that's something like that's something huge. Cause you can't go to somebody and be like, how do I not be depressed? Yeah. You know? And that's, that's something that's kind of tough. And that's not something one human being can just be like, okay, well I'm going to, you know, get rid of your depression. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. And Realizing the fact that, like, being being lost, that feeling of being lost, when you follow Christ, there's there's not that feeling. You have mm-hmm. a purpose. You know what you know what the goal is. You know what the end game is gonna be. You just have to be active in your faith, and it it just it gets rid of all that. That's your guidance. Those are that's what sets you up for mm-hmm. everything and the the rest. I don't know the next part of your life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I think that is so cool to see young people so dedicated and like excited for something that that I feel like there's kind of a misconception about faith, you know, Christianity, whatever religion you subscribe to, that is kind of outdated. Yeah. Would you agree that you see that? Definitely. Definitely. And one thing like that it's kind of a weird thing to talk about sometimes is like a lot of people are like oh, well, if, you know, you're religious, so you, you don't do anything fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's one that I definitely feel like is thrown around a lot, especially with my generation, is, like, oh, well, if you're religious, then you can't do, you can't do anything that's fun. And that's it's so far from the, like, that's so wrong, it's not even funny. And, <clears throat> and it's not like, we're not perfect people. Mm-hmm. That's, one, that's another thing I feel like that gets tossed around a lot is, like, oh, goody two-shoes, you know, and no if you look at the Bible, and I don't mean to throw Bible right at you, yeah. but like, <clears throat> if you look at the Bible, when we were created, that was, we're, we're not perfect. Mm-hmm. And that was one thing is we're, it's our human nature, sadly, that we sin. And so right there, that's enough that no one's perfect. We're all, we all have our flaws and that's something we simply just have to come to terms with. Yeah, and I think that that's so hard for people to admit when they're in high school, too. Because yeah. all you, not all you, but all <laughs> people want in general is to be accepted. And part of that is to act like nothing is wrong. Yeah. You know, and it sounds like in your personal walk that once you kind of admitted that something was wrong, like you were going through something, you know, whatever that is, that's when you started to see healing in that place. Yeah, definitely. And that's, that's probably the hardest part is addressing mm-hmm. the problem is because when it's going on, you're just like day in, day out. You're just kind of like, you're just, 
I don't know, angry is mm-hmm. what I feel like a lot of people get is they're just frustrated with it because you're like, well, why is this happening? You don't really address what it is that's happening, but you're just like, I want something to stop. Whatever this mm-hmm. is, I want it to stop. And the biggest thing is <clears throat> diagnosing the problem. Yeah. Is So and once you figure it out, then you know what to look for, what to watch, you know, what like, you know how to deal with that versus like just being angry and not knowing mm-hmm. what's the matter. Yeah, <laughs> I am getting cold chills because <laughs> Everything you're saying, I feel like we have actually kind of similar stories uh, in the sense that, you know, a few years ago, I went through something that was just really, you know, not kind of a one big moment, but I think kind of a culmination of, of years of a few different things. And that, I would say, was when I, you know, struck, I, I truly did struggle with depression as well. And that was new to me. And that was so scary to say. And it's scary to say right now. Yeah. Um, but I think that part of my healing process was was very similar in the sense that once you once you say, all right, this is enough, I need to figure this out and I need to kind of call my my struggle what it is, even yeah. though it's stigmatized or it's embarrassing or whatever. Like once you can name it, um, there's a Harry Potter quote, which like <laughs> I know how some people feel about Harry Potter and then religion, whatever. But there's a Harry Potter quote from Hermione where she says something like uh, a fear of the name only invokes fear of the thing itself, meaning like if you can't even name it, how can you overcome your fear of that thing? You yeah. know, and I feel like that's kind of where we both were. And then once you can name it and say this is depression or this is anxiety or this is fear, then you can start to kind of overcome that. Yeah, and I would agree that too is that's, in my opinion, the biggest step mm-hmm. is once you figure out what it is that the problem is, that you're, that's half the work there is knowing A, you have a problem and B, what it is. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you, with your faith, how, how do you kind of navigate the fact that it's not always instant? So, for example, you don't shoot a prayer up and get um, a reply right back like because that's hard right like how do you how do you kind of how did you kind of come to terms with that um one thing that's it's it's a good I could say Kendrick Lamar quote here yes. is simply be humble mm-hmm. and that's one thing that's it's kind of difficult I would say especially in our day and age is realizing that hey everything's not about you and that's difficult from time to time because you're like hey I really want this to happen you know why why hasn't this happened and then you go and read and then you'll have you have to practice like it's that's faith Mm -hmm. I would say as well is is faith in God that he has your best interest out for you and it's uh Jeremiah 29 11 is I know the plans I have in store for you plans to not harm you but plans that will make you prosper Mm -hmm. and that's not exact that's me paraphrasing but um (laughs) And that's one thing, that's one of my, like, go-to quotes or Bible mm-hmm. verses is that because just because I pray that something's going to happen does not mean that's what God needs to happen, and that does not mean that's what's going to happen. And that's right. – so when I do pray, it's not like – I'm not, like, praying, like, oh, please let this relationship work out. And then when it doesn't work out, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not angry with God. I'm like, okay, there's a reason this happened because mm-hmm. if I continue with this person, then – Maybe I'm not going to be here in life when God needs me to do something else. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. If you think about it that way, instead of just like, well, I'm not getting my way on this, it's you're, you're so much better off. And that's, that will definitely help you with uh, your journey with Christ. 
Okay, so kind of learning how to, not really learning how to pray, but learning how to have that relationship. Like, it's not always ask and then wait to receive. It's kind of, it's it's a little bit different than that, is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, it's not, and that's that's kind of what a lot of people think. And then mm-hmm. some people are like the complete opposite. So when they pray, they, they're afraid to ask for anything. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, maybe if I don't say anything, then he'll help me. That's that's not really, you know, what what's going on there either. And, like, I feel like that's, there's not really a gray area usually. Mm-hmm. There's either people are like, they'll just, when they pray, that's all they do is they'll ask, like, oh, I want this, I want this, I need this. Yeah. And then other people are just terrified. They're like, okay, so I na- not, like, my neighbor's sick. And pray for them to get better, and then maybe if I do that good deed, then I'll get this, and, you mm-hmm. know, in return. And that's that's not the relationship at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> explanation. So you're obviously not very afraid to talk about oh, this. No. You have <laughs> a deep knowledge, it, it really seems, which is, again, so great. Um, are you very open about this at school or at work? Like, is this something that you are kind of known for? Or how would you say this kind of plays out in your daily conversations or routines? I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would say I'm, I'm pretty open with people as far as whatever it is. If you have a question, ask me and I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'll shoot you straight, and that's what I tell you is, you know, this, I'm not going to hide anything. Mm-hmm. It, it does no one any good hiding any information, especially with, like, your testimony, especially with your walk with Christ, is because somebody could be struggling with the same exact thing, and a lot of people don't have the courage to stand up and say, hey, I have a problem, and I need help. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that's helpful, too, is when people realize, hey, we're all human and have a lot of the same problems, they're like, hey, I can, maybe I can go and talk to this person about it, or it'll just help them with their problem and help them continue their walk with mm-hmm. Christ. And, and if you don't say anything, so if like someone asks me about my relationship with Christ, if I just, if I ignore them and don't tell them, it, it does no good because right. if they're, you know, unsure about Christ or if they, you know, they're firm believers, whether I tell them, telling them is the better option just because they know that. And then that, that, that just helps build community because that's one mm-hmm. thing that's huge as far as being religious is community because mm-hmm. you can't stand in your faith alone. Right. It's difficult. You can't. Community is necessary. Mm-hmm. How have you created a community around yourself? The biggest thing for community has, uh, has definitely been Young Life <clears throat> in our area, especially um, and all over the place, honestly. I've made so many friends I've built so many relationships that Mm -hmm. they're they're good ones and if I have a problem I can go talk to these people and they can come talk to me if they have a problem and it's it's just amazing because and when you're open like that people are they're less likely to not open up to you if that makes any Mm -hmm. sense so if so if I'm sitting here if I if I you know kind of spill spill my guts then if somebody has a problem that they're wrestling with they're more apt to tell me if I just unless you know if I just hide in my shell and don't say anything, mm-hmm. they're probably not going to open up either. Right. And I'm, I'm speaking this into your life right now. Like this episode, someone's at least one person's going to come to you with something really important because that's what happens. Pretty much every guest I've had has gotten a reaction from their peers in a way that I never expected. Like their peers are literally coming up to them and like thanking them or asking them questions or like engaging in with them in, in different ways. And, and I know that that's going to happen with you. So just be ready for that. <laughs> I'm ready. It's fine. <laughs> Would you give Young Life like a 30 second promo? What is it for our listeners? 
All right, so Young Life is a Christian non-denominational youth group where we simply, and I say this, we um, leaders, and they're most of them, if not all, are volunteers. Mm -hmm. They don't all always get paid. They take time out of their lives and their schedules to come hang out with us high schoolers and share, build relationships, mm -hmm. build a community, and share God's work with us and just spend time with us and get to know us. And that's, that's huge. It's helpful. And the way I am, I would not be this way without them because mm -hmm. they're kind of as open as I am is the openness that I've seen through my leaders. And that is... It's amazing being being transparent, no secrets, sort of, you know, and it's it's helpful opening up and it's helpful building a strong community. Mm -hmm. That's so cool because community is such a big factor. So what would you say to someone who feels like they live in a place where there is no community? Like, do you have any words of advice for that person? I would say it might be difficult to do, but be the first one to reach out. Mm. Is If you're going to a church group and you notice, like, just like after service you don't see a lot of people from church together like doing something and not that you always have to but be the one to like reach out and provoke like those those thoughts or that idea of like being being Christian not only on Sunday sort of deal mm -hmm. and that's that's something I see that a lot sometimes and it's, it's really sad is some people are like well yeah I'm a Christian but you know you'll see him out Saturday you know making really bad choices mm -hmm. and they, you know it's that's one thing that's accountability is huge for the community and just as far as if you don't have a community I would like I said just just reach out to people and chances are if if you're open with them like mm -hmm. I said earlier if you're open about it and you talk to people about just your life your testimony and your walk with Christ that odds are they're not going to turn their back and walk away they're mm -hmm. going to be like holy cow this person's like real you know and I can relate to this so if you're just open about things like that, people are probably going to come to you anyway. Whether or not you're seeking community, wow. it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm not going to blow anyone's mind here, but high schoolers are very judgmental. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> even some of the best humans in general are judgmental. And so being someone maybe who walks to the beat of their own drum, whether that is their faith or their interests, hobbies, whatever, is hard, and people will judge you for that to whatever capacity but the moment that someone needs help or has a question they know that you're the person to go to you know yeah. what I mean like living your life out loud whatever that means is so worth it because not only is it healthy to be authentic but it also gives people like yes they might judge you one day but the next day something might have happened or or whatever the case and and you're that person and and I think that that's really special yeah I want to switch gears a little bit, and I want to talk about your generation, Generation Z. So do you see this upcoming generation as a generation of faith? Yes, and when I apply faith in this sense, I would say it's not religious faith. Mm -hmm. I would say if they have faith in anything, it's in almost... I would say it's in a, I would say appearance, if you can apply it there, hmm. is people think if you look good, you are good. Or if, you know, if you sound good, you are good. And that's not really the case, you know, is I feel like it is at least a lot with appearance is our generation is they put so much stock into appearance, you know, and it's kind of sad to see. Mm -hmm. And it's not just with people, it's anything like, you know, well, if it doesn't look appealing, they don't want it. If it doesn't look cool, they don't want it. You know, it's, 
it's just it's kind of disappointing to see people react that way and just judge by the book of the cover whether than what's in on the mm-hmm. pages. Okay, so now we're talking about faith in a little more negative light, kind of. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I think when I look at your generation, I would say yes, a generation of faith, but again, not in the praying, reading, uh, meditating, whatever uh, kind. Yeah. I think that there is a sense of faith that things have to get better, um, but that can be positive or negative. So, for example, with the environment or with politics, you know, um, guests who I've spoken to about these topics, there's a sense of faith that things will get better, but I think that, that some people... I don't know, kind of take that a little negatively. Um, You mentioned faith in appearance. Do you think there are other things that kind of as a whole your generation has faith in? Um, I would say technology is another thing because I know plenty of people my age would not know what to do without their phones for one day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, not technology. uh, Like money is another thing that's kind of weird you know probably people are probably like well how can you apply that to money is some people uh me speaking from my experience i'm not one of the wealthiest families you know Mm -hmm. like sometimes there's stuff you have to go without and there's sacrifices you have to make and a lot of people have just have faith in like well if i have money everything's going to be okay and that's not always the case Mm -hmm. yeah that's really interesting i hadn't thought about it that way kind of like faith that if if all these little things are kind of lined up, if all these little external things are as they should be, then everything's going to be fine, Yeah. right? But there really needs to be a sense of inner alignment. And I know that sounds like chakras and all that, and that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> but a sense of inner um, health, I guess, um, that really needs to be addressed. And I think it's scary for people to do. Um, but let's let's talk about faith as we have been in this episode of, you know, some sort of um, belief set. So if we're looking at um, Christians who you know in your generation, is their faith and your faith the same as past generations of Christians? Or, or what do you think has kind of changed from the past? I would say as far as strength, like strength and faith— um, it's, I would think it's the same, but it's, it's kind of sad to see, and I'm not trying to be all negative here, but it's sad to see the, like, the drop in faith. As far as, like, previous generations, their religion is not one thing that's, like, talked about in, in the, in any sort of part of, like, society. It was, Mm -hmm. it was, it was incorporated, but it wasn't negatively, like, hit all the time like it is in our society. It's not, like, shunned or just, Mm -hmm. you know, ignored, and, Strength and faith is, like, it's awesome. And I know people who are younger than me and older than me, and they're in the same spot in their walk with Christ. And mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy to see, and it's, it's, it's honestly amazing that you could be in any part of your life, and you could know God, not know God, have any belief, and you could still get there. Mm-hmm. Whether you're, you know, you could be as little as eight and, you know, have faith, or you could be... 93 you know it it can happen Mm -hmm. whenever wherever it's just your circumstance right what would you like to see for your generation hmm (laughs) that's a big question um me personally uh definitely more faith (laughs) and more faith uh 
and belief because there's I think there's a huge problem with my generation as far as being original or authentic is having your own thought process and not running by the social norm and a lot of people are terrified to do that mm-hmm. is it like well everybody says this is cool so I'm gonna do this well if you don't like doing that don't do it it's mm-hmm. kind of that simple you know and that's something a lot of people are not very good at doing and they don't and I would say they don't have faith as far as what they can do they mm-hmm. don't have faith in themselves because they're like well if I if I can't do this and this will you know affect my appearance and then it, you know my life will fall apart sort yeah. of deal and that's 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 not the case in I I just I hope that people in my generation can realize this that it's not money looks nothing it's it's one of the biggest things most important things is internal health whether mm-hmm. and I'm not talking like me, that's mentally emotionally spiritually you have to be healthy <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. and that's one thing cuz I know a lot of kids my age they think external well, mm-hmm. if everything out here is okay, then I'm okay. And sometimes kids have to learn that the hard way, but I hope that people start to realize this before they learn the hard lessons. Yeah. I know in my experience, knowing a lot of people through high school and college, sometimes it just takes time because if you're not confronted with difficult realities, it's kind of tough to form faith, I feel like, because you, you kind of feel like you don't need to, which is, is not true. And again, whatever faith looks like f- for you, but whatever that is, you do need that kind of guidance, you know, in whatever kind of form that appears. Um, but I think that a lot of people need to be challenged before they can actually kind of create that for themselves. And a lot of people in high school aren't really challenged, you know? And so I think that that's why there's kind of that lack right now. And and hopefully in the future, people will start to, you know, Generation Z, as they begin to grow into adulthood, can begin to formulate their own thoughts and, and understand that the status quo is not really moving anyone forward, personally. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing that would be, it would be amazing to see. And we would see so many changes as far mm-hmm. as society across i mean if if our generation could do that there would be i would think global changes as far as how how impactful that would be the sky's the limit honestly mm-hmm. that would it would be amazing <laughs> yeah i think so too i think that even just the the aspects that surround faith like the discipline of journaling or you know kind of introspection because one thing that i see with people from all walks of life is that there's a fear of looking of addressing your own problems I feel like we've talked about that a lot but I think it's true that people don't want to do that and I think that one aspect of of faith that is really cool is that it does challenge you to do that and it challenges you to to be better and so I think that a takeaway for anyone today no matter where they are with their their faith if they had faith and lost it or if they don't have faith or if they do is just that we need to take care of ourselves and for a lot of people that comes spiritually yeah my last question of the day is what would you say to someone who is looking for answers in life i would i would kind of rope it back into what we just talked about is is if you're if you're wondering what you're doing with your life or what's what's happening in your life I would stop for a minute and look look inside yourself as weird as that might sound to say 
Like, quit, quit focusing on everything that's external and spend some time alone. Try to, med like, meditate on this. And, <clears throat> like, I would go, I like, I like running water. So I'd, like, go sit by a creek or a river or something and just listen to running water because if you have just something that helps your mind just clear, you need a moment, stressful day, just go sit down somewhere quiet, put in earbuds, whatever you mm -hmm. have to do, and look, look, whatever's on your mind, address it. And instead of being upset by this, look at it as, I like to look at it so when you get hit with a difficult situation, don't look at it as bad news. Look at it as uh, a chance to build your character. And that's one thing that if, if you change your perspective, and that's one thing, like I said, when I start my day, it's the biggest thing to do is <clears throat> to change your perspective. And if you look at this, it, whatever you're going through in life, just <clears throat> instead of focusing on negatives, just, just look, at, look at what good can come of this. Is because whenever something, whenever you're getting challenged, it's not because you've done something wrong. It's not because you're doing something wrong. It's, it's because you're getting there like it's it's crazy to say that like you're just you're just not there yet and this this thing needs to happen for you to be there and you just have to have have faith a in yourself that you can get through it and b that what you're doing is right and that's that's one thing that's sometimes hard to to do but it's also for me plays a big part with community mm -hmm. wow that is great advice <laughs> hopefully someone who's listening heard that and and kind of takes that to heart. I think to add on to that, I think um, one thing that I actually really don't like hearing is that everything happens for a reason in the sense that, like, I can say that if, you know, I get a flat tire, well, everything happens for a reason. But, like, there are really big things that happen that just really suck, you know, like things that like death or addiction like and those are things that like it just saying well it happened for a reason like that's just an easy way to kind of get get the responsibility off of yourself like if someone comes to you with that problem and I think that a better way to kind of look at it is like listen our world is broken and there is evil that we can and cannot control and that's really unfortunate and it's going to happen to some of us more than others and stuff just happens but the hope lies then, not in the knowledge that like, well, it happened for a reason, but just that there are things that we can do and people in our lives who can help us and things that can help us get through those moments, no matter why it's happening. If it's a random act of, of awfulness in our lives or if it's something that we've kind of brought upon ourselves, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, that kind of bothers me a lot too when people are like, well, you know, everything just happens for a reason. Well, no. <laughs> And I mean, some things do, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you can't you can't play that off on everything because that's right. like that's like well, it happens. So I have no, you know, this kind of just puts you out of the situation because you're like, well, it was out of my control. Well, yeah. no. If it's in your life, I'd say you have some sense of control around, you know, right. almost any situation. And that's that's one thing too that's kind of difficult for people to do. And mm -hmm. it's crazy to hear like you. I hear people say all the time, your your biggest critic in life is going to be yourself. Yeah. But then it blows my mind when I hear this problem, when I felt that way that I couldn't even address my own problem. When I'm my mm -hmm. biggest critic, you know, why can't I call myself hmm. out on my stuff if, you know, if I'm the one who's most, most critical with my problems? Yeah. That's really interesting. I haven't thought about it like that because you're the one who's 
most likely to see those flaws, but you're the one who's probably the least likely to actually address them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that so many of us can relate. Well, hey, before we finish, I have a few lightning round questions that I did not send you. Uh, they're kind of yes, no, short answer questions, so think as fast as you can, all, all right? right? Okay, question number one, texting or talking? Talking. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of flack earlier in the season. I said texting, and I do prefer it. Talking makes me a little anxious, but if it's face-to-face, talking for sure. Um, what's your favorite day of the week? Ooh, Thursday. Thursday. Really? Explain. Because uh, Friday's the best day, so it's Saturday. Every Everybody knows that, but mm-hmm. Thursday's like hype day. You're like, yes, it's yeah. coming. Like, it's almost here. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like, it's like a, a pre-Friday. Yeah. Well, it is literally pre-Friday, yeah. but you know what I mean. Um, what's the song that you jam out to currently? I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. Ooh, look at you. That's a good one. Uh, how long does it take you to get ready in the morning? Uh, Ten minutes. Nice. Um, invisibility or super strength? Uh, super strength. Really? Why? Uh, you get in too much trouble with invisibility, and super strength is way more useful because, like, you know, carjack broke. Okay, I'll just lift up the car real quick. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's more applicable to anything, I think, than being invisible. Yeah, really? I feel like an invisibility could only help you if you're, like, a spy or yeah. something, like, for the government or something. Anything else, you're just going to get in trouble. Yeah. You are so right. Um, last question. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. No. Good answer because I'm a vegetarian and I eat animal crackers all the time. Well, hey, Eli, thanks so much for coming on today's episode. Uh, thank you for having me, and I hope to anyone who's listening that I can at least help one person with this openness. And if anybody's listening who can reach me in our community, just find me. I'll answer any questions you have. Yeah, I feel like uh, you can be somewhat easily found. I feel like I see you at Amex every once in a while, the coffee shop. Um, contact me. I can get to Eli. <laughs> so that's all that we have for today's episode. Look out next week for a mini-sode with Eli. We're going to talk about mythology, which is something that we're both like oddly passionate about. I don't know. It's just a lot of fun. So we're going to deal with that uh, a little bit later. But until then, thanks for listening. This has been A Big Mood.